0: Hello, hello. You are now listening to Burgundy Love with Darling Jimenez. This podcast is about personal growth, professional development, and designing a life that you love. If you are interested in these things, stay tuned. We have some great content for you. Hi, welcome back. This is Burgundy Love, and I am your host, Darlene Jimenez. And today we have an episode um, that I think is a really good segue from a previous episode that we've done. Um, And so I'm a little bit sad that I didn't actually get a chance to do this um, in combination with that episode um, because I I feel like it would have followed really well. And I actually think there's two of our previous episodes that... Are very closely tied to this topic. So the first one is episode number 16 on being assertive. So if you are interested in um, tips for being assertive and setting boundaries and things like that, it's a really good episode for you, episode 16. And then the next one is one that's a little bit more recent, which is episode 19 on no is a full sentence. Um, and again, I feel like these episodes, both of those, had been hinting at this topic, and so I'm really excited today to talk about nine tips um, for being assertive, setting boundaries, and taking care of your mental health um, as it relates to your relation and re, um, relationships. I'm sorry with others. Right. So to start today, we're going to talk a little bit about. Um, Why I thought this topic was helpful. I always like to start there um, Because why is at the center of everything and then um, I'm gonna kind of go through the different tips and I want to of course Give a really quick shout out to kind of the inspiration behind this video. Um, I've mentioned her before um, but on YouTube um, there is a therapist that um, often talks on topics such as this right so That therapist is Katie Morton. She has tons of subscribers and she has some really great topic in a book that um, is called Are You Okay? So check that out if you want to. It's on Amazon. I know I'm going to be checking it out soon. Um, But the video that she did um, was on giving some of these tips on being assertive. And so what I thought I'd do is I'd share with you some of the things that she uh, mentioned. And then I would throw in some personal anecdotes to further validate the ways in which this information that she's provided um, and that I'm going to be sharing with you is super relevant, right? So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Um, So tip number one on being assertive and boundaried is um, self-talk. So you have to uh, be able to see how you are talking to yourself um, and see how you are kind of reacting to your own emotions um, to be able to be assertive and set out boundaries, right? I think um at the core of being boundaryed and being assertive is a positive self-image and self-love and validating your own feelings. And so if you have constant negative self-talk that tells you that you are not someone who deserves to feel the way that they feel or that your emotions are invalid, you're not gonna be able to assert yourself. So even though we don't get to control what happens, we do get to decide how we feel about the things that happen and how you talk to yourself um, about who you are, what your competencies are, Um, And you get to improve your confidence in yourself based on how you speak to yourself. So tip number one is to start to become aware of the negative self-talk that may be allowing your boundaries to be um, violated or um, allowing yourself um, the space to kind of pay attention to your thoughts, as I mentioned in a previous episode, and how they might be controlling what your emotions are about yourself and then subsequently how you react when people step on boundaries or overstep boundaries that you have set right so starting with positive self-talk and being aware of your self-talk is absolutely the first step to creating boundaries and being assertive the second step is figuring out your boundaries you guessed it so with emotional health it's important to note What is okay for you and what is not? What are the things that make you feel like your boundaries have been violated and issue that fight, flight, or freeze response within yourself, right? And I think that you have to pay very close attention to the signs that your body and your mind gives you um, because it'll be something so quick that sometimes you may not even notice it, right? Um, And basically, you can know that your boundaries have been violated when you have a fight, flight, or freeze response, these are uh, indication that your body and mind are giving you that something is not okay with you. So in order to kind of figure out where your boundaries are, you have to start paying attention to those signals um, and identify what those boundaries are. I think oftentimes when we talk about being boundaried, um, it's not always discussed like, okay, well, did you spend the time to figure out what those boundaries are? I think that setting boundaries and creating those boundaries needs to be something that you do before you get triggered or be kind of aware as soon as you get triggered of something and write it down or note or do a mental note that, oh, that was a boundary for me. And I need to acknowledge that that's a boundary and make sure that it doesn't get crossed again. So actually take the time to sit down and be intentional about what your boundaries are If you feel comfortable, write them down. If you don't feel comfortable, at least spend some time with yourself to acknowledge what those are, because unless you take the time to set your boundaries, you will not know when they have been crossed or sorry, you will know when they have been crossed, but then they will be. No way for you to continue to enforce them in the future. Does that make sense? So again, there's like a trigger. You feel that fight, flight, or freeze response um, when a boundary has been violated, but you have to bring awareness to it so that you know how to set the boundary before it gets crossed. So rather than being reactive and waiting for a boundary to be crossed, to have an opinion about it, um, you can kind of sense when a boundary is about to be crossed and um, communicate about that and stop that from happening, Right. The next thing is to notice your triggers, right? And this is tip number three. Notice what your triggers are. If you notice yourself becoming aggressive, if you notice yourself becoming tense, if you notice yourself kind of feeling that fight, flight, or freeze response, um, then something has triggered you. And so taking a pause to see what is the thing that has triggered you in that moment um. And it's important that we kind of prepare for those triggers ahead of time, right? With the same, by the same token that I just mentioned, kind of figuring out what your boundaries are beforehand, not necessarily being reactive, but being proactive about knowing what they are. It's also helpful to identify what the triggers might be so that you can um, kind of prepare for them from a positive, perspective and with a positive goal in mind, right? So again, instead of waiting for something to trigger you to be reactive and get angry and kind of react with your emotional mind, it's important to think about it ahead of time, Think through what some of the triggers may be so that you're able to craft, if possible, a better response and draw the boundary beforehand um, rather than the moment. It's always better when we think with our our wise mind versus our emotional mind because the wise mind gives you the opportunity to have a positive goal versus the emotional mind is just going to be extremely reactive and potentially destructive. Then our tip number four is going to be to write it out, like write out what you want to say and how you will verbalize the stopping or the setting of a boundary, how you're going to communicate assertively um, to advocate for yourself. So it's not enough to kind of know what your boundaries are and notice your triggers. You kind of have to prepare a response, especially in the beginning, when you're not very comfortable being assertive, it's really helpful to kind of have a backup thing that you've practiced or backup words that you've practiced that will allow you to express yourself without uh, you feeling like you're being disrespectful to someone. So one example that I can give you is if someone keeps calling you by the wrong name or, for example, let's say that your name is Maritza and somebody has decided that they're going to continuously shorting it to marry And then you're like, okay, well, I'm not comfortable with that. So one way that you can kind of uh, go through this exercise is think about a scenario in your head when you feel uncomfortable, write it down and then verbalize a response. So maybe you can say something like, oh, actually I prefer to be called Marita. Um, And that is a very clear cut way without apologizing. So you're not saying I'm sorry because you shouldn't be sorry, right? You're asking for your name to be said in the way that it's meant to be said. So, you can just say, I prefer to be called this. um, And that kind of establishes that boundary without being disrespectful. Um, And if you're comfortable, you're gonna say, I prefer to be called this, thank you. And then that's kind of like a polite way to do it uh, or whatever response you craft that you think um, will best carry the message for what you're trying to convey. Um, So writing it out, practicing it, verbalizing it, saying it out loud um, will be really helpful and i think one other way in which i've heard this done before is also just with the word no um and like i mentioned we have that previous episode on the word no but saying the word no practice saying it out loud practice in the mirror like whatever you need to do in order to feel more comfortable setting boundaries and verbalizing your needs or communicating that you're not available um do that right because at the end of the day the goal is to be comfortable enough to establish boundaries and say no, um, and to be assertive in standing up and advocating for yourself. Um, One thing that I also wanted to mention kind of going along with this, um, I think sometimes for me, the places where assertiveness had become really difficult um, were in times when I was in places of leadership, right? And the reason for that is because I've seen a lot of leaders that are not good leaders, meaning they don't listen to anyone and they kind of think because they're in charge, they're free to do whatever they want. Um, And so in my attempt to be a good leader and not behave in ways that I've seen other leaders behave that I thought was not conducive to team dynamic, um, I developed a different leadership style where instead of being um, a leader who kind of was strong and boundaried, um, I became a yes woman, right? So yes, we can do that. Yes, I can do that. Yes, I'll take that on. Yes, 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 right? Um, And I think that there's different places in which lack of assertiveness can show up in your life because I feel like overall, I'm a very assertive person, but when it came to my leadership, um, I've always had a challenge in that because again, I didn't want to be in that end of the spectrum where I was like making people feel like they weren't being heard. Um, And then I ended up going to the other end of the spectrum where I felt like i wasn't being heard and i wasn't being assertive enough to stand up for my position it's something that i've been kind of working on very consistently um because it's still an area of improvement for me um however i find that as i continue to grow the more boundaries i set and the clearer my communication the better my relationship with myself and the higher my confidence so Again, writing it out, practicing out what you want to say, and choosing language prior to even being triggered, I think it's a really effective tool. Um, Next up is start small. So tip number five, start small. It might be difficult for you to be assertive immediately, right? It's a journey. It's hard to set boundaries. It's hard to say no. And so you maybe want to start small with something as simple as, hey, I'm actually uh, not available this weekend, or hey, I'm actually not interested in that kind of food, or hey, I'm tired. I don't really want to hang out today. Um, these are small things, but there are different ways in which you show that you are going to hold your own feelings in high regard and pay attention to them and act accordingly, as opposed to kind of buckling under the pressure of others to do the thing that they want you to do. Next up, uh, tip number six is to ask questions. Sometimes the source of um, the frustration and boundaries being violated is miscommunication and not necessarily someone with evil intent. And so by setting up um, good communication, asking questions and getting to the bottom of the story, it helps you make sure that you are Setting boundaries were with ne- necessary without tarnishing or damaging relationships, right? So don't make assumptions and try not to create stories in your head, which is something that we actually often do about what is going on. Um, again, this really goes back to the previous podcast that we did on thoughts and how thoughts are not facts. And so keep that in mind as you're interacting. Like when you're having an interaction and you feel that f- fight or flight response, perhaps Um, there is a misunderstanding. And so by asking questions, you clarify intent, you clarify what's going on, and then that helps you um, manage your response and make it one that is um, easier to maneuver, Um, meaning like you're not letting your feelings guide the interaction or a misunderstanding guide the interaction. Uh, Tip number seven, it's okay to disagree. So just because um, you set boundaries, just because you're assertive, it does not mean that everyone's going to agree with you 100% of the time. God knows I've had my share of disagreements with people where I was assertive, I was myself, I stood up for myself, and it was still at the end of the conversation and agreed to disagree situation, right? Um, And ultimately, that's okay. If you have strong bonds and strong relationships, then disagreements and small disagreements should not be a reason for why the relationship should fall to the wayside, right? And if it does, then that says a lot either about the relationship, about you, or the person that was in the relationship, right? Um, Relationships that are based on trust and honesty and common wellness, like meaning they want the best for you and you want the best for them, um, you should be able to disagree and be okay to move forward, as long as the disagreements are not fundamental, right? Um, Next up, for tip number eight, you have to be willing to compromise. So again, not every time someone is gonna bend to your will and not every time you are gonna both kind of get what you want. And so compromising is also necessary and disagreeing is also necessary. So you kind of have to figure out what the situation is and then decide if you disagree or if you think that there is a way to find a compromise. Um, And then last but not least, and I think this one really hit home for me, is be aware of toxic people. So for toxic people, there's no way that you can assert yourself, because at the end of the day, they're not going to respect your boundaries, they're not going to care about your feelings, they're not going to care about your thoughts. Um, And so with people like that, there is only one option. And that option is to be able to walk away and be okay walking away. Um, God knows over the last couple of years, I've had to walk away from some toxic people, from some toxic situations, and it is not easy to walk away from the person. But this is one of the ways in which your um, wellness and your s- mental health and your self-care is. Um, can happen, which is by walking away from people that are no good and people that don't let you assert yourself because with everything there should be balance and you should be able to assert yourself in a relationship um, such that you are true to yourself without um, completely damaging a relationship. And if you do, um, then there might be something wrong there. Uh, it might be kind of like a toxic situation where they don't want to see you be boundary or assert yourself. And so you have to really ask yourself, what is going on in the situation? Is this a good relationship for me or is it not? Um, And what I can tell you about that is that it's not going to be easy. None of the things that I just described are going to be easy. Um, But in terms of your mental health, um, it's definitely very damaging to be unboundaried and to feel like your boundaries are being violated all the time. It's also not healthy to... Continuously feel like you're not advocating for yourself because when you don't speak up for yourself, your self confidence starts to suffer and you kind of get deeper and deeper into a hole of negative self talk and just feeling down about yourself. Um, And so, in order for you to be able to grow as a human, in order for you to be able to progress in your mental health, in order for you to feel good about yourself, you have to have boundaries, you have to be assertive, you have to be able to say no, you have to be able to set time aside for yourself and um, you have to protect your time, you have to protect your peace, you have to protect your energy. This is a requirement of mental health. Um, And so these boundaries are really gonna help you um, to advocate for yourself, take care of yourself and create relationships that are healthy because the only relationships that are healthy are those that have clear cut boundaries or clear boundaries that you've set that allow you to preserve yourself. And so with that being said, that is going to be our podcast for today. I really, really hope that you guys enjoyed it. I also had one small set of um, news, if you will. As you all know, we've been producing this podcast um, on a bi-weekly basis, which is like a really aggressive cadence. I didn't realize it when I first started it, but now um, 24-ish episodes in. I'm realizing that perhaps a bi-weekly cadence is all too frequent. And so we're actually going to be shifting directions. And starting next week, we'll be moving to a month. I'm um, sorry, not monthly. <laughs> That's not frequent enough. To a weekly podcast. There we go. So Burgundy Love is now going to air every Tuesday at 12 o'clock. And it's going to be on a weekly basis as opposed to a monthly basis with a small break during the week of Christmas. So be aware of that. We'll have some um, pre-recorded content um, for that. But in the meantime, um, just stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe. Our episodes will air every Tuesday at 12 and only once a week. Last but not least see i thought i was um finishing up but no i have one more thing for you guys um we've decided to uh, start another kind of platform which is our burgundy love instagram so if you actually go on instagram and you search burgundy love podcast you'll actually be able to follow along with our upcoming episodes see little snippets and trinkets and previews and we'll might even do some giveaways of um books and things so if you want to stay in the loop with what we have coming definitely feel free to join us at burgundy love podcast uh on instagram that's our handle like share subscribe all that good stuff and then to finish up our kind of shout out for the day is actually going to be to our sister drum roll please Jennifer Betancourt, yay. Hi, sis. So we wanted to shout out this sister just because um, I've gotten a chance to spend a little bit more time with her over the last couple of weeks, um, just through different events and things. Um, And she's just such a wealth of knowledge and um, she has great things to share and her voice is so calming. Um, And I feel like she's someone who really embodies positivity um, and just kindness. And so I wanted to shout out this sister. Shout out to you, sis. Love you and miss you. Um, And that is all that we have for you today. Till next week, Burgundy Love out.